Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up this week, we talk to Dr. Louis Chapa with Prestige Emergency. We'll have a conversation with him next on The Art of Improvement. Welcome to The Art of Improvement. I'm Giovanni. I'm Karen Klaus. And I have to say that I'm very excited to introduce everybody to Dr. Louis Chapa. He has about a zillion companies. And the reason that I first found you, Dr. Chapa, is because I read that you were, you made the San Antonio Business Journal 40 Under 40. And I love reading that. And when I see that, I'm like, dude, these people are under 40 years old and they have everything going on. Thank you for coming today. Please tell us about First, tell us how many companies you have. Oh, well, well, first, thank you for having me on the show. I, I appreciate it. Very happy to be here. So as far as companies go, I have, I have five. Five right now that I'm, I'm part of. Uh, a few that I started on my on my own. Uh, others that I have a few partners with, that kind of thing. That, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the first one is Prestige Emergency Room. And that's the one I found. And I was like, wow, that is incredible. And then I actually, Giovanni, went on a tour of one of his facilities. He has three. And... Um, it's it's a real hospital. It's a mini hospital, right? Isn't yeah, that what it it's, is? Yeah, it's a cool thing. It's a full functioning emergency room, um, or all, all all three of them are fully capable of of handling anything that walks in, just like any hospital ER does. Uh, we just are able to provide a a very pleasant environment for our patients, a very efficient visit for them, and. Um, allows us to be a lot more personable with them and spend time with them rather than trying to rush through the. Uh, you know, the rush that's coming in with, with hospital ERs and that kind of thing. So, so who's going to these places? Meaning you see a lot of places pop up like this. Is this different than what you would see, you know, these urgent clinics and stuff like that? Is it a full hospital or is it kind of where you go when you get sick? So, so there, there is a difference between emergent, the freestanding emergency rooms is what they're called. That's what prestige is and urgent cares as well. So urgent cares handle a lot more minor stuff than, than prestige does. Prestige is, like I said, a full functioning emergency room. Uh, we only staff it with board-certified emergency medicine physicians. So you, you have to have gone through emergency medicine training to actually work there as a provider. Uh, the urgent cares, we have urgent, have urgent cares as well. Uh, we staff those with um, nurse practitioners, and they're better able to are able to, to take care of, of more minor stuff, such as coughs and colds, you know, small lacerations, that kind of thing. Um, you know, as far as what we can take care of or what we can handle at our ERs, it's it's anything and everything that, that walks in. And you have the machinery to do everything and anything. Right. That's have, what I was blown away by. Right. We, we, with the exception of MRI, we have full on-site imaging there. So we have CT, X-ray, ultrasound there as well. It, yeah. With full it's lab way, capability. Yeah, it's yeah. the full deal. So, so in the marketplace, how did all these places, how did y'all start popping up with these prestige um, emergency rooms? Because obviously there's hospitals with emergency rooms. What was different in the market that made you think, I'm going to set up a small emergency room for people to come in this local area. Right. So, you know, starting off for sort of backtracking a little bit, we, uh, my, myself, my partners, um, we were all working as emergency physicians in the emergency rooms throughout San Antonio. So, you know, we worked with, with the different health systems here, um, knew the sort of the setbacks and the issues that, you know, that a hospital ER comes with. And, you know, we were, 
honestly pretty pretty tired of dealing with the the grind and the the politics that go into um, those facilities and figured that we could provide a better environment for our patients and create a better experience for them with their visits and so we decided to to take a big risk and and go off on our own and, and open prestige emergency room and and now, now we're here. Dr. Yeah. Chapa, you got to tell the story, though, that you told me before Giovanni came about um, how the idea even popped into your head yeah. about being working at, you know, Christmas Eve. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, growing up, it was always I'm going to be a doctor. That's all. I, that's, that's that's what I want to do. And, you know, that's sort of the track that I took with, with high school, with college, uh, got, got into medical school, did that thing. And um you know, I was I was fresh out of residency, fresh out of training, and I was working Christmas Eve, a night shift on Christmas Eve, and uh, was getting just slammed with with sick critical patients at one of the local ERs. I uh, was only the only physician on staff, and it was it was such a busy night. And I remember I, I you know stepped stepped away to to go use the restroom really quick, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror, thinking, God, I, you know, I don't want to be 65 years old working a night shift like this. In the year, I got to do. If I'm going to do something, I got to do something now. And yeah, so I, I went home the next morning. I said Merry Christmas to my wife and kids. I pulled my wife aside and I said, "Look, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm not going to work for somebody else the rest of my life." And uh, then I went to sleep so I could do another night shift that night. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and that's uh, kind of like we're all yeah, and then that's kind of where everything kind of came on. Uh, and then I started my first company in 2013, which is called Providers Choice Scribe Services, and that's the that's the initial one that that you know I came up with or that my partner and I came up with, and uh, we kind of ran with it, and it's going great now. We started off with I think maybe six employees. Now we have a little over 200. Oh my gosh. Uh, we're in several states. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a fun thing. It's a, it's a good thing. And, and it's, you know, as far as the, the business life, it's just kind of grown from there. I hate to be stupid, but what is a scribing service? Yeah. So my medical scribe, so what they do is they follow providers around in various settings. So whether it's in the ER and the hospitals and the clinics and specialty clinics, and they do essentially all the documentation for them in real time so that their notes are done at that point, uh, helps create a, a more efficient environment for the providers helps them be able to devote their time strictly to the patients rather than filling out their their That's note amazing. or trying to work on their note in the in the patient room and uh, allows them to to see a lot more people do their depending, job yeah do their job that they train to do rather than documenting the whole time because you know documentation takes up a great deal of of, of time of, of providers Absolutely. and this helps with it um, again helps them see more patients and and take care of more people and have somebody with them at their side. That's yeah. cool. So when you started Prestige with your partners, mm-hmm. I know people listening are thinking, well, they started an emergency room. He started a business, three doctors. Like, I mean, how hard could it really be? What struggle did they really go through starting a business, bear three doctors? They've been working emergency rooms, make a lot of money. What was it like and what you have to do for three doctors to be able to start an emergency room? It seems like such a big task to take on. Yeah, man, it was... It was rough. Uh, There's a good story that goes with it. You know, I'll, I'll start off with saying, yeah, the two partners that I have with Prestige, my my partners are Dr. Ed Wright, Dr. Adrian Reyes, are by far the best partners that I could have asked for. I wouldn't ask for any other two um, in this setting. And, um, you know, when, when we came up with the concept, we thought this is going to be great. And then it wasn't initially, <laughs> you know, so getting, just getting started was a hassle. No, no banks really wanted to take a risk on us. It was just us three 
you know, with, with a new name that nobody has ever heard of. And nobody wanted to give us a loan. I think we went through maybe 10 banks before somebody finally said, yes, you know, yes, we'll give you a loan uh, to start this company. And then starting off, you know, one of the stipulations was, was that we would not pay ourselves a penny until we could pay ourselves a penny. And so what that meant is that, you know, we essentially were working at our emergency room without getting a paycheck. And then when we weren't there, we were having to work at the hospitals throughout the city or outside the city to make money to feed our families and pay the bills. So how did that schedule look like when you were building the business? How long did it take for you to be able to actually get a paycheck? Sure, sure. So what we did, what we figured out worked the best just to allow us to work outside of our emergency room was we worked 96 hour shifts. So that would mean I would go in maybe Monday morning and not get out until Friday morning. But we did that because what it did, since there was three of us, when, when we finished with those four days, four nights in a row, that allowed eight days in between us having to be back. Because one other partner was going to do another 96, the other partner was going to do 96. And then I came back. And so in those eight days, I would work seven or eight out of those days at a local hospital to make money to pay for my family. We did that. All three of us did that uh, for about 18 months. So we didn't pay ourselves a penny for about 18 months until things were going really smooth and we were comfortable with things going smooth and, and made that decision to go ahead and break off from working outside of our location. Was everyone in agreement when the bank said, you can't pay yourself and what are we going to do? Or was there back and forth of maybe we shouldn't do this? No, there was, there was never any hesitation on our end. We knew we wanted to do it. We knew we were ready to take the risk. You know, did we, did we realize initially that it was going to be that much at the beginning? <laughs> no, probably not. But there was never a moment, at least that I can recall, that we, that either one of us said, you know, let's, let's, let's not do this or, you know, let's, let's kind of give it some more time. And Everybody think about was it. determined. We were, we were all very determined to, to make it work. And, and yeah, it took a while. It took a while for the community to, to hear about us. It took them a while to, you know, figure out that we were the real deal. We were there to help them. We weren't there to take advantage of anybody. And, and then word spread after a while and, and we were finally able to get some good flow. One thing that we've talked about before, and maybe people don't think of it, but doctors are entrepreneurs. I mean, you, if you work for a hospital system, yes, but if you come out on your own, you've got to get your patients. You have to know about marketing. You have to know about treating people as people instead of, you know, a number. And so it is risky and it is like an entrepreneur. So when you said you went, you said, I want to be a doctor. I want to go to medical school. I mean, that in itself makes me think you had the entrepreneurial spirit even before you started. I mean, would you say that? Are you a person that's always said, I'm going to be my own boss? Is that one of the aspects of being a doctor? Yeah, I, I think to, to some degree, yeah. Um, you know, the, the issue with becoming a physician is that you, you generally really don't receive any sort of, of training in business or how to run a practice once you actually start. You know, you, you go through all the school part of it, you go through the residency part of it, and then you're done. And then you're out there and you're expected to work. And, and it's like, okay, well, you know, for those people that are going out, opening up a clinic or opening up an office, you know, th- then they have to start thinking about everything yeah. else, you know. Yeah. You got to start thinking about payroll. You got to start thinking about taxes. You know, you got to start thinking about all that other kind of stuff that you're not really taught. You're taught how to be a physician. You're taught how to care for other people. You're not really taught the business part of it. And so, you know, a lot of it, um, a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is making a lot of, you know, your mistakes and and learning from your mistakes really quick. Um, And I'll I'll tell you, you know, with my first company, I made a lot of mistakes (laughs) that that, that taught me a lot, you know, and, and helped me 
have such a smoother transition with the other companies because I'd already made a lot of the other mistakes. Get it right. right. Get it right the right. next time. So how does it work with in, in a partnership like that? I mean, how do y'all make decisions? How do y'all decide who's doing what? I mean, obviously you're all treating people, but the direction of the company and running the company, who runs the company? Do y'all hire someone else to do that? So the day-to-day operations, you know, us three, again, like I said, I have great partners. We really are a great team together. We communicate daily with each other. Um, One of us is generally always at one of our locations working. Um, But we do make time once a month to have us three all together in person to discuss any issues. But again, we we, we communicate every day uh, by text or, you know, you know, conference calls or something like that. But, um, you know, as as far as the the main decisions that are made, it's always made with us, us three in in agreement. You know, if one of us feels strongly another way, we'll take a step back and we'll think about it and say, okay, well, you know what, let's, let's, let's hear, let's hear Lewis out, let's hear Adrian out, let's hear Ed out and and see why they have such reserves about this. And if it doesn't make sense, then we won't do it. Um, We, and we, we've carried that over from everything to, you know, what are we going to buy? What CT scan do we purchase to who do we hire? You know, right. who, who are we bringing on? Because we want to create a, a family within our emergency room with our staff. We want everybody to be happy. And we've done a, an amazing job in doing that. Um, and so if any one of us has, has had an experience with somebody else that maybe the other two haven't, we, sh- we take that into consideration a lot. And we'll say, hey, you know what? I, they trust me with with my decisions or, or you know my my opinions they come just as, as I do them and so if, if one of us feels strongly about something we we really will take it into consideration maybe not move forward with something so what was it after you have pre- prestige the emergency uh, clinic that made you want to go start more businesses after you have three three of those and you start more after that right right so yeah you know, as far as companies there's five right so right. I have for the scribe company I have prestige emergency room we opened up the urgent cares and, and we, my same partners that I have with prestige, uh, we opened up some urgent cares called Alamo city urgent care. And we have two in San Antonio. Um, and then outside of that, I, again, it's the medical apparel company and then, uh, the chocolate company, but you know, it's just, it's, I'm always about something more and, and seeing what's next, what else I can do, what I can add on. Um, and I love taking risks, you know, whether it's a calculated risk, which most of mine are, I love taking risks and it's, you know, sometimes it does come to the point where there's a lot on the plate at one time, but I think that, that myself and and the partners that I have with the various companies have, have done a great job of spacing it out. You know, I started the scribe company in 2013, prestige didn't start until the end of 2015. The urgent cares didn't start for another year, year and a half after that, the scrub company just went up, you know, it's just, it, it hasn't been all at one time. So there's been a really good, smooth transition between companies. I have, I have to ask two questions before I forget. Okay, go for it. Did you hear the word chocolate in there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, so all of your companies are related, and I want to ask you about that. Uh, what What is your chocolate company? Yeah, that's that's the odd one for me. It's called Chocolatso. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, here in San Antonio, we have two brick and mortars. Um, you know, I... As I, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm a fight doctor in Texas, right? So I work a lot of fights in Texas, and I had made some really good friends in that industry. Uh, and one of them is a referee that works a lot of fights in Texas as well, and he lives here in San Antonio. And when I was starting my first company, he was starting his his dessert food truck called Chocolatso right at the same time. So every time we would meet up at a fight, he would we we would go through the woes of our companies, you know, and our startups, <laughs> right. and kind of you know, tap each other on the back and say, Hey, let me run something by you, that kind of thing. And, um, 
And so I saw what he and his wife had put into it and the effort that they had put into Chocolatso and to getting it up and running and we're just growing and growing and growing. And then it came time to open up a brick and mortar and they wanted to expand some more. And I told them, hey, you know what? If, if It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If, if you all ever want to bring somebody on, you need help with expanding, let me know. I'd, I'd be happy to. You help. didn't know they say yes come on i didn't know <laughs> and he he did he did contact me you know a while later a few months later and said hey you know we're we, we got this opportunity would you like to come on and and so how fabulous right away i became a partner of chocolate so yeah and tell everybody about like what they serve yeah, and what so, they sell yeah and and i don't want to do any sort of a disservice to it. i'm not a big dessert guy i don't eat a lot of chocolate i can uh, tell I don't, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't do that thing but the stuff that i have eaten is amazing um but you know Mary is is uh, sort of the backbone of the company. She's Frank's wife. My, those are my two partners, uh, and Mary is the chocolatier. She she does she does the work, and she she works her magic. And you know, the the specialty is the truffles that we make. Uh, the the various various flavors that we have with the truffles are outstanding. It's so different than what you'll get from anywhere else. Um, and and. And like I said, with, with without Mary being there doing her thing, you know, the Chocolatso wouldn't be the same. I have to ask one more question, and then I'll, I'll let you get in there. Um, five companies. Where's the story about the one that didn't work? <laughs> Is there any one that you've like started and you're like, this isn't a great idea? After all. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nope, everyone is good. Well, the, these are the... the True Five there actually are, are doing really well. There was one company that was sort of a, a branch off of my scribe company, the documentation company, that was a virtual one where we were going to do it virtually. But what, what happened with that is we had teamed up with a, um, a company that was already doing it out of San Francisco. We actually built our, our, um, our call center here in town to fit about 60 people in it, outfitted it with the computers, got it wired for the appropriate, you know, whatever you, you need to make something like that run. And it was, it was a big ordeal. We were up and running and then just all of a sudden that company pulled out. Oh my gosh. Wow. And that is scary. It, it was, it was, it was a, it was a big, it, it was a big investment for my partner and I, uh, with that company. And, and that's, that's the one that just didn't work. Out. That's I, yeah. I, I had to ask you that because I was like, okay, wait, one, right? yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you've told me stories, yeah. many it, stories, you know, and it truly wasn't because of anything that, that our, right. our team did Absolutely. wrong at all. It was just very much a, a blindsided move. And I'm sure it taught you. Okay. It did. I've got to be more safe. I've got to be more yeah. careful. Yeah, there you go. That was one of my mistakes, right? Yeah. Finally. <laughs> that, was, that was a big mistake right there. And, <laughs> and we learned from it. Um, it was going to be a really, really neat thing. It was, it was, it was cool, man. And it was, it was up and running for a little bit and it was getting, it was going to be great. And then from one day to the next. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's scary. Yeah. So, Dealing with partners in business, I mean, you hear a lot of horror stories about partners in business and a lot of people, a lot of business people recommend do not have partners. Obviously, you've been very successful with having partners. So what does it take or if someone's listening that they're thinking about having a partnership with someone, what do they look for? What do they, 
what are the guidelines they need to put into place before they actually create a partnership? Yeah, I, I think a big thing is history, right? You, you have to know somebody is willing to put in the work and willing to make the sacrifices that go into a business. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand the hardships that come with being an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur, and and, and opening a business and and doing everything that, that needs to get done to make it successful, and the time and the you know the sacrifices that you put into it and. You know, if you don't know somebody's history um, in that respect, it's it's really hard. I, w I personally would think it's really hard to say, yeah, let's do this together. Um, like you said, I've been very blessed with the the partners that I do have with my companies. Every single one of them is is amazing. Um, but if 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 you team up with somebody who is not willing to put in that work, it's gonna, it's going to create a divide very very quick, and that's going to show its face really quick. Um, when things get hard, it'll show its face really quick. And it's, it's, I would be very hesitant on bringing somebody on unless you know their track record in terms of their work ethic and their ability to make sacrifices when they need to be made. How about entrepreneur, your partners? If I'm partnering up with someone or when you partner up with someone, are those other people partners, entrepreneurs, or should they be entrepreneurs or are they good at just what they do? Because you're obviously an entrepreneur, right? You start businesses, you enjoy it, you want the risk. But does the other partner have to be an entrepreneur or do they just have to be a good doctor or good at making chocolate or whatever the case may be? Sure. Um, that's a good question. You know, I, I think it, it, if at least one of you is the, the true entrepreneur in there and, and really understands that part of it, um, that may be enough. You know, it, bringing on somebody who's just good at sort of the business end of it or the you know, the finance part of it or something like that, it, it could it could work as well. You know, we we do divide our tasks. You know, with my my scribe company, I have one partner in that, and we divide our task with with what's done. You know, he he does more of the sort of financial part of it, the insurance part of that kind of stuff. That you know, honestly, I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and I do all the the other things, you know. I I communicate daily with my managers. I, I I'm at the office a lot, communicating with them. I go visit my employees at the hospitals. I just I'm a physician. My background's a physician, so I have that sort of lingo. I know what they're experiencing in that setting that they're working in. Um, you know, and, and honestly, our customers they like talking to me because our customers are providers. They're physicians. They're nurse practitioners. They're physician assistants. And I think with me, they have that little bit more of a connection just because we're in the same field. Well, uh, Dr. Chapa, thank you so much. And if anybody is interested in finding out more about Prestige Emergency Room, I mean, you guys are online and in neighborhoods and I, I wish you luck with all of your businesses. Thank you so much for coming by. Well, thank you. Thank you both for having me on. Thank you very much. And if you want to hear more about the Art of Improvement, download the iHeartRadio app and uh, it's for free and you can find the Art of Improvement on there and look up other interviews we have with other entrepreneurs. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to The Art of Improvement. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.